Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutrell. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Welcome, everybody, to the Game Changer podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I'm your host. And I'm so excited today to bring you somebody that not only I admire and really am inspired by, but it's somebody also that I'm honored to call my friend. Uh, This is Price Donaldson, and here's how you will have a connection to him if you have listened to any of my podcasts, especially if you go all the way back to the beginning. My very first podcast was with Cole Hatter. I have since interviewed people affiliated with the Thrive Conference that he has put on and is the host of and is continuing to uh, happen year after year. And that is... Uh, Wes Chapman was on my third episode. His mother, Marta Hatter, who is a phenomenal relationship coach and therapist. She's also one of my interviewees. And a few people from the actual Thrive Convention itself I have been lucky enough to have on this show. So here's the common thread through all of this. Price is actually now Cole Hatter's personal assistant. Now, Cole lives in the Laguna Beach area of Southern California, and so you might think, oh, well, I wonder where they, you know, met. Maybe they were in some kind of group together, or maybe they live in the same area. In fact, none of that is true. So before I go on any longer and tell you anything more specific about Price or how this whole thing came together of where he is now compared to where he was even a year ago, Price, of your personal life, is there anything specific that you want to tell the audience that we might not know about that's kind of quirky about you that we wouldn't know otherwise? So I come from a single mother. I grew up with her and my two sisters. And I think not having a father in my life and growing up with the background I did really motivated me to do what I did thus far and and it's taken me to where I am today. So I've, I've been pretty ambitious since I was young, wanted to be an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember. And, uh, that's helped take me to where I am right now. Okay. So let's uh, talk about where you are right now. And before we talk about exactly where you are and what you're doing uh, outside of being Cole's assistant here, let's go back to, you know, the last couple of years of your life and what you were doing and where you were doing it. And then what brought you to crossing the path of Cole Hatter? Yeah. So I forewent my senior year of high school and I enrolled in college early and I was studying mechanical engineering I did that for two years, kind of found I wasn't really passionate about it. So I decided to drop out of school, figured rather than pay to go to school and learn things I didn't care about, I would just pursue people who were already where I wanted to be in business and in life. So I started seeking out mentors and it took about a year and a half until I finally uh, found somebody who was willing to give me the time of day and uh, met Cole at the Thrive Convention the first time. I actually went there. It's a funny story. I saw Cole pitched the conference on Ty Lopez's YouTube channel two days before the event, bought a ticket and flew out to Las Vegas with the hopes of meeting Ty Lopez, found Cole there and uh, went after him at the conference. I went up to him and asked him to teach me everything he knew and in return I was going to work for him for free. Immediately he shut me down. Uh, From there I decided to pursue, uh, continue pursuing him through family members and uh, got in touch with his mother. Marta Hatter at the Thrive Conference, 
and stayed in touch with her. And that's actually how I, I got a uh, one-hour phone call with Cole later on. Okay, now wait, before you go any further, let's back this up. So in case you missed it, and for those of you that still haven't pieced together why it is I'm uh, actually talking to Price here on this show, outside of his age, which by the way, he's not even 21 yet, what it takes to have drive and ambition and know what you want and and not only know what you want, but be willing to match that with the same level of risk-taking is to me, like I said, incredibly inspirational. And considering I have two daughters roughly the same age, this is that kind of same entrepreneurial go get them spirit that I have uh, really pushed them and inspired them to have as well. It's to me, one of the most important things in life is, is really having the passion to go after what you want without being tied to, or even less guaranteed the outcome of whatever that is, just knowing that if you pursue it with all all of your heart and with the right integrity, then it will in fact happen. Or if that thing doesn't happen, whatever is even greater that is in your path and in your destiny will happen just for having right mind, right mindset, and that drive mentality of nothing is going to get in the way of pursuing what I want to pursue. So let's go back to you watching this Ty Lopez video. Like you said, it's two days before this conference, which is happening in Las Vegas. And at the time you didn't live in Las Vegas. This was no easy, convenient thing for you to get to, right? No, I'd never been to Las Vegas before. I'd never even been to a conference that really promoted personal growth. So this was something completely new for me. The first risk I really took was honestly buying a plane ticket, flying across the country by myself, which again, I had never done at this point, and buying a ticket to the conference. At the time, I wasn't making a lot of money. So uh, really, I, it was all I could afford at the time. And I just kind of went all in. And so this is what, Atlanta? Yes, Atlanta, Georgia. So Atlanta to Las Vegas, and um, you didn't know really, I mean, obviously maybe you knew Ty Lopez from YouTube, but it's not like you had any kind of, not only friends going, but you had no tie to any of the speakers or anything. So this is really just all on faith of this is where I should be. And if this is really what I want for my life, then I know this conference likely makes sense. So off you go, you get there, there's 400 plus people there. So even having the gall to approach Cole Hatter or any of the rest of these people and be so bold as to say, Hey, I'd like your help also takes a bit of moxie, which I appreciate immensely. So now take me to, because I know the rest of this story, which I also love, uh, for pursuing his mom, Marta and how you thought, okay, if I can't go with the direct approach, then I'm going to take a side approach, but I'm not giving up. So now take us through that and how that led you to actually having a meeting with Cole. So one thing that really stood out to me at the conference, the first time I had went up to me or went up to Cole rather, he kind of shot me down. He was extremely busy. As you mentioned, there was nearly 450 people at the conference bombarding him. So I went up to his mother, introduced myself, kind of told her my story. And she said, you know, I think that's really fascinating. What you should do is go up to Cole and tell him exactly what you just told me. And I said, you know, I, I really hope I get the opportunity to talk to him again. He seems really busy. I don't want to bother him. And one thing she said to me that has stood out to me to this day was, create your own opportunities. Don't wait for them to fall in your lap. So I waited on the last day of the conference, probably an hour or so after the last day had ended, just so I could be the very last person to talk to Cole. And I went up to him, uh, told him 
you know, the, the same thing, basically, again, he said he'll keep it in mind, but uh, wasn't very sure in that it would ever happen. So uh, Marta told me to uh, start looking for a place. She connected me to uh, a mutual friend that lived out in Orange County and said they would um, try to find me a room for rent out there. And keep in mind, at the time, I still lived with my mother, so I'd never even lived on my own. And a uh, few weeks later, I uh, heard back from her. They said they found a place. She'd asked me if I had reached out to Cole yet, and I said I hadn't. So she gave me his email. I took some time to draft up basically a novel that I emailed him. And I then asked her if she could uh, ensure that he would read it. So she kept reaching out to him for about two weeks straight, trying to get him to read it. And the first time he opened it, he saw that the email went off the page. So he didn't even look at it, told her he didn't have time for it. She kept saying, read his email, read his email. Finally, he read it, set up a one hour phone call with me the following week. And uh, he was actually going to try to convince me not to come out there, but I was able to sell myself well enough and uh, four weeks later, moved across the country. So moved across country and now let's take this a step further. But before we do, let's take a pause here. If you believe that you are committed to your dream, to chasing whatever it is you want, I would love for you to compare yourself to Price, a 20-year-old, and say, have I been or would I be willing to do all that? Literally uh, going after family members, being relentless, somebody saying, look, you're, you're being crazy. I, I don't think you should come all the way across country and being so persistent. And like I said, absolutely relentless in pursuing what you want, that you are unwilling to let it go. So that is exactly what Price did. Flies all the way across country. Now, Cole also didn't have a guarantee, right? Yeah, and I, I drove 34 hours across the country, didn't fly. Got it. Four weeks later, drove across the country, didn't even have a house, really no contract signed or anything. I, I didn't necessarily have a place, so I just was coming out here completely on faith. And I do want to add that my mother also thought I was crazy, and it's funny. The exact thing that she initially thought I was crazy about, now she commends me for having the or taking the risks that I have thus far, because she said in, in her life she never would have been able to do that. So. Yeah, drove out there 34 hours, didn't even have a place lined up. He told me that because he didn't know uh, whether I was going to be competent or, or what, we didn't really know each other very well, he said he wanted me to have a job that was paying my own bills. So I transferred within my company, already had a job lined up when I went out there, and literally moved out there on credit cards. I was, I was just putting everything on faith that it would go well. Okay. Once again, we're going to we're going to take another pause here on something insanely important that you just said. So talking about your mom and back when you threw out the first time, hey, this is what I'm planning on doing. Again, you know, forget about you've never flown across country on your own uh, to, to that conference, never even attending a conference like that of that magnitude. I'm sure never having an ask of somebody to the degree that you had of Cole Hatter of, hey, I just would like to be around you and learn from you. All of these are over the top first for somebody again at your age, but then you don't even have a network of people pushing and shoving you to say, oh, this makes sense. Absolutely. Go do it. In fact, quite the contrary. But what I want to highlight that you have said is after the fact, your mom has said, wow, you know, bravo, way to go on taking that risk. Because obviously not only is it paying off, but it will to the most immense degree as time goes on. I know this for a fact. 
But here's where I'm, I want to take a pause for everybody listening right now. When you are seeking approval or backing from family or friends around you to whatever your idea is, and I advise this to everybody I talk to, really be very mindful of who you are sharing your dreams with, because the reality is you cannot give away what you don't have. So I'm going to say that again. You cannot give away what you don't have. And if you are not a risk taker by nature, if you have not had huge risk pay off in spades, then it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for you to encourage somebody else to take great risk. So when you flip that, when you think about that as your mindset, if you're going to somebody seeking approval or seeking their support and they're not a risk taker and you're asking them to support you and taking a great risk, that's an unrealistic ask. So it's understandable, not only if she's not a monumental risk taker, that this wouldn't be something she'd, you know, uh, crazy over the top support, but it's her son. So now you're also protective, which we always are about somebody leaving the nest. And it's one thing to leave a nest for a, you know, good, high paying corporate job. Maybe he's working for Microsoft or whatever it is. This is just pie in the sky crazy. So understandable. And the reason I'm saying this is for those people that are thinking, yeah, I don't get support from so-and-so, or I know when I asked for this and they didn't support me either, reel that back in and put into check again understand that who you are going to for advice, for mentorship, for approval, for guidance, you have got to go to somebody who has already done what you are asking for, or they have no way or no background in being able to be supportive in whatever that endeavor is. Okay. So now let's go forward after that little sidebar. May, so, I, may I add something to that? Absolutely. Uh, just want to say, I've always been a firm believer that you are in control of your own happiness. If life is not where you want it to be, or you're not in your dream job, you are in complete control of that. So I've always encouraged people to do something about that and take some action and, and change their life and make it how they want it to be. So I've found this as an opportunity to really put my money where my mouth is and kind of just go out there and live what I preach. And, uh, so, so basically all, all I want to say is if you want something in life, follow, follow your dreams, because at the end of the day, you're the one that has to look in the mirror. You're the one that has to put your own shoes on and be content with yourself. So you cannot live your life through somebody else's eyes. Although my family did not initially agree with it, I knew what was going to make me happy and what at the end of the day I thought was best for me. And I had to pursue that, even though the closest and most dear people to my life did not initially agree with it. Exactly. And imagine, like I said, folks, he's 20 years old. So wise beyond years. And that is very sage advice. And you're exactly right that you know, not only should we not be living our lives for others, but other people should not be living their life for us. Everybody here has got their own path and their own journey that they're on. And it is up to us. Uh, then we get away from playing the victim, right? And saying, well, I'm not happy because I did this for you or did that for you. Nope. You really need to be doing whatever it is in life for you. So I love it. Now, 
catching back up with this story, you move out here and Cole was very clear. He didn't know you. I mean, you know, who knows, you know, jokingly, uh, before I hit the record button, Price and I were talking and I said, you know, you want to be mindful about going on people's podcasts. Mine might've been called, you know, uh, how to be a dummy in uh, 10 steps or less. So, you know, be careful before you start uh, taking on many more podcast requests. You need to know what you're getting into. And Cole was much the same going, okay, here's this crazy kid coming all the way across country. Doesn't know me from Adam really, except outside of a conference. I don't know that he's not a complete wackadoodle. So we're going to have to give this some time and also gave you very good advice, which was, okay, come out here. We'll give this trial run, but you got to find your own place to live. You got to get another job that's going to be paying you to be able to support your way of life out here in case we don't work out. And that really was uh, very good advice, I think on his part. And uh, since now tell everybody, so how long have you been uh, connected with him? And in this, you know, truly unbelievable mentorship program. How long has it been and how do you feel about the decision that you've made thus far? So I had my phone call with him the beginning of November. Four weeks later, I moved out. It was actually the day after Thanksgiving. I took off and I've been here since December 1st of 2015. And thus far, I could not have been happier with the decision. Um, I feel like I've learned an immense amount. I've gotten some great values instilled in me that have really been brought forth. And uh, I, I definitely have a greater sense of gratitude for the things in my life. So I wouldn't have changed a thing. I'm ecstatic with where it's taken me. And, you know, the thing is, like I said, you know, Price and I have spent, uh, you know, some time together. And the thing that I really enjoy about our conversation and why he chose the mentor that he did. And if you've listened to this show or read any of my blogs, you know what a believer I am in coaching and in mentorship and in having somebody in your life who has already done very successfully what it is you would like to do. But even bigger than that, which I really appreciate, especially at his age that Price looked at, is not just business or financial success. When he was looking for a mentor, and there's plenty of people who are insanely uh, uh, financially successful, but what he looked for was somebody who was successful in his eyes in all areas of life, with his relationships, with his family, uh, spiritually, like I said, with business and not just with business, but how he goes about business, how he interacts with other people that he's doing business with. All of this price took into consideration. And when you are looking for a mentor, again, it depends on what you're looking for, but if you're looking at somebody to say, I want to be able to model my life as a way of life and a lifestyle that is somebody that I look up to. And this, like I said, is something that a lot of people might breeze over or look past and not really understand the importance of that. Because in my opinion, none of this matters if you don't look at whatever it is you're doing and the impact on the whole of your life. Cole Hattie certainly represents that uh, across the board, as do the people that he has attracted in his life and the businesses that he's involved in. So let's go back here on a very high level. How is it that at 20 years old, Price, you have gotten to the point, would you say, if somebody's listening at any age of really getting an understanding that if you want to go after some something in life, whatever that may be, that there's going to probably be a great deal of risk or certainly a high level of risk, depending on how big that thing is you're chasing and being able to say, okay, I know I right now in this point in my life, I don't have a lot of supporters or people that think I'm actually sane in what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to take on great risk. 
and I'm not really tied to the outcome. I don't know for sure that this is going to work out, but I'm going to do it anyway. So if somebody's listening right now and they think, man, holy cow, maybe they're, maybe they didn't go to college. Maybe they're dropping out of college. Maybe they're just graduating from college and they're listening to this episode right now, trying to figure out their next step. And they know that there's an amount of risk with it. What advice would you give them to really be able to take that leap, even if they don't have a, a herd of supporters behind them? I would say in my case, and what I think can apply to other people is, is finding pain points, finding your lows in life and, and what, where the, there's always two ends of the spectrum. There's something you want out of life and there's somewhere you don't want to be. So what's motivated me to this point was, again, the fact that I grew up with a single mother, didn't have a father in my life. I watched her work multiple jobs to support me and my two sisters. And in my case, what's motivated me at such a young age to want to live a life that's so far from average is so that I can later repay my mother and take care of my family and create a life for my children that maybe I didn't have. So my advice would be to not only look at your values, but look at where you've come from and where you want to be. And I would say, honestly, don't, don't let anything get in the way of stopping you from, from where you want to be. So where does this come from? I, I've not had the chance to ask you this directly yet. Is this inherently at five years old? You, you were already thinking these thoughts. Was there a bunch of books, uh, videos? How do you get to the mindset that you have right now? Just you personally, I'm totally curious. So it's kind of, uh, double-edged because on one end of the spectrum, I didn't live as much as I could have at a young age. I didn't experience what most kids experience because I, I kind of kept to myself and I was always pretty mature for my age. So I probably could have been a kid a little bit more is what my mother always said. But ever since I was young, I think I just sought out male role models and father figures trying to find that replacement. So whether for me, it was soccer coaches um, an incredible relationship I had with my grandfather, um, again, with my uncle, very close to me, just always associating with older people and seeking out people who are where I want to be, people who I look up to and people who can offer wisdom to me. And that was one thing I really pointed out to Cole was that you have an incredible father who is not only a business partner to you, but was in your life and was there for you all these years. And Cole said, well, he doesn't necessarily see himself as a father figure. If he could give me one one thousandth of what his father gave him, then I would be fine. So I think for me, it was just always seeking out people who had knowledge to offer me and who had wisdom that maybe I could gain. So understanding that you have for the majority of your life really understood mentorship and the value of that and guidance of, to your point, people that are a few steps ahead of you. Where does it come from in this altruistic attitude of whatever you do has meaning? I mean, for those of you that don't know this Thrive Conference that we're talking about, the, the tagline behind it is making your money matter. And so everybody that attended this these are varying levels of successful people, and I'm, some of them are ridiculously successful. But the common thread between all of them is that the point of making money is to be able to give back and to do significant good with that money. Otherwise, really, what is the point? So considering that this is the path that you've gone down, 
Tell me where that comes from in having things really matter versus just amassing things to have the coolest cars and the biggest house and, you know, the snappiest clothes or, or whatever it may be. Where does that come from in really getting at such an early age that things need to have meaning or that these things actually don't matter? Uh, growing up with my family, I, I never necessarily had a lot. We were always very close and very family oriented. And I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but I felt that since I was young, I've always been pretty selfless and realized that I get the most joy out of helping other people, out of making other people smile, out of making their day. And I think more so as I've gotten older, I've started to put less merit on money and material things because at the end of the day, that's not what's going to bring you happiness. One of my favorite quotes is from Jim Carrey, and he said, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is because everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart, and all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. And that's something that has stood with me for years, and this whole concept of Thrive was new to me. But ever since I've kind of you know, embraced this type of lifestyle, I felt that I've been getting more abundance. Well, like I said, it's apparent, uh, certainly, where he's headed and where price is going to go. And again, if you've listened to any one of my podcasts or at any of my blogs, you know that I also believe that you truly are the sum of the five or so closest people that you are around. There's a reason that you're choosing them. Um, and if any part of your life is not where you would like it to be, the certainly one of the first stops I would have you take is who are you surrounding yourself with and why? And, you know, I've also a quote that I love is if you want to see someone's character, show me their friends. So the people that you're surrounding yourself with actually matter their mindset, their philosophy, where they're headed, where they want to be headed and that you choose this wisely. I hope that this conversation really serves as an incredible inspiration, regardless of your age, but certainly if you're young and we're coming up to graduation season here in thinking about what you want your life to stand for and what you want it to mean, and that you have the ability to take complete control of it at every single opportunity. And like you heard Price say, don't wait for that opportunity to show up. You have the ability to create it yourself, which is what he's done. If he just went to a conference and flew back home and maybe applied some principles and positive thinking, I can promise you his life in five years would be vastly different compared to what it's going to be because of the position that he's put himself in. And every single one of us at any age has that opportunity to make a major shift at any point in time. It Truly, the choice is up to you. So... Price, in closing, if somebody is young and whether they are, like I said, they didn't go to college, they're dropping out, they're just graduating, whatever it is, you know, they're a young millennial and really thinking that they would like uh, to make something of their life more significant than the daily grind of an eight to five job and doing that for 40 years and then retiring and whatever else all the rest of that is. If you were to offer that young person a piece of advice what would that piece of advice be? Find somebody who is exactly where you want to be in business and in life. Try to get close to that person, whether it's a mentorship, whether it's working for them. Find out how they got there and then create your own path to get there. Awesome. And if there's one thing that you absolutely believe to be true after your entire journey that you have gone through in life, all of the experiences and the mentorship that you've had, one thing that you hold 
very dear to your heart that you, that you absolutely know to be true as a guidepost for you? What is that? Well, I, I would say two things. One thing I've learned being around these people is that by far your most valuable asset is time. We're limited with how much time we have, so use it wisely. For me, that's spending time with my family, something I'm not able to do now. Uh, you know, I don't have children, but I'm completely aware from the, this, where I came from, you can't buy your children's love. So how you spend your time is extremely important. Other than that, I would just say to have a, a sense of gratitude, appreciate the things you have in life, realize what's important to you at the end of the day. Because as I said earlier, money is not what's going to make you happy. It's the relationships in your life and the way you're able to impact other people. So one thing that really stood for me from Thrive was while you may not think you can change the world, you can change one person's world. And I really hope to go out there and be able to make a difference in the world after working with Cole. Well, everybody jot down the name Price Donaldson, because I'm going to tell you he's the next big thing. And thank goodness for that. Uh, certainly the world needs more of prices out there. And the fact of the matter is that is the only way things are ever going to shift and change is with each one of us one at a time. So like I said, at the beginning of this, I truly am honored now to not only call him my friend, but also now my neighbor. So that's also exciting and I'm happy for that. So Truly, Price, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your wisdom and your time with myself and the audience. I appreciate it immensely. Absolutely. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm honored to do my first podcast. <laughs> and like I said, aren't you fired up that right before I hit the record button that I said it wasn't uh, the quickest way to uh, be a dummy. So that's a good thing. You know, it's a lot better to be known as a game changer, which you are. So thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.